Copeland with one wicket needed into Siddle hits up in the air straight to mid off and he's taken it Curtis Patterson takes the catch and Siddle goes for two New South Wales win by 75 runs they're all out Tasmania for 214 and Copeland in the end finishes with four wickets and amidst all that was his 400th first class wicket and those wickets have fallen in a rush towards the end it's a good catch from Patterson above his head and the win belongs to New South Wales by 75 runs Welcome back to the Cricket Library Weekly. It's marvellous to be joining you on the 22nd of February 2022. And time now to head to our hosts. They're out in the middle and ready to get things underway for this February 22 edition. It's a very good morning to Matt Ellis and Robbie McKinlay. Oh, thanks very much, Richie. Wow. That that's quite a good warm welcome uh, from from Richie. No doubt, um, no doubt, our loyal listeners uh, would have appreciated that as much as we are appreciating that right now. Robbie, twenty second of February two thousand and twenty two. Lots of Richie Benno references, no doubt, will will take place throughout the day on social media, and plenty of cricket happening as well. Robbie, how how was your week? You got to take in some of the action. Uh, what? What was your highlight? Yeah, g'day, Matty. And, oh, thanks very much for that, Richie. That was a marvellous effort. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, it felt like um, I really enjoyed the weekend's cricket. I love the two Shield games that went on. Mm. Um, I was lucky enough to be down there for day one of the Victoria versus Queensland game. And that one, um, it petered out to a draw in the end, but... Just at one stage there on day four, all four results looked likely, um, and in the end we got the drawn results. But um, and then of course up in um, up in New South Wales uh, versus Tasmania, I guess the Blues have made it two wins in a row. They've made themselves to third place on the ladder. Mm. But for mine, the highlight was Trent Copeland yes. getting his four hundred first club wicket. Um, just he- a great reward. He's a true blue. That's how I call him, Matty. An absolute legend of cricket, New South Wales. Yeah, a, a first-class human, Trent Copeland. One of the yeah. one of the best. Uh, we've had the pleasure of obviously working with Trent at different times and getting getting to see a bit more behind the man that you see on the TV with the touch screen and all the yeah all the analysis and whatnot there. But uh, just a just a wonderful human being from dare I say, the central west of New South Wales. Uh, I think that's probably worth noting. But 400 first-class wickets, someone who started out as a wicket-keeper uh, yeah. and then made their way to the big smoke and just just worked his way through the grades and into the state team, had a, a wonderful debut for New South Wales as well and great to see him ticking off uh, that milestone. Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, uh, play, has played at the highest level for Australia, mm. as as has his wife, Kim, so at netball. So they are a good story. Yeah, and, and good people. So, yeah, well done, Cope. I'm glad he's, he's got – I think I reckon it's a little milestone he'll look back on and, uh, you know, later in life and just go, yeah, that was pretty cool. You know, the boy from Bathurst. Um, yeah, it, it's just a great – yeah, he played three test matches. He got a wicket in his first over, or 
yeah. uh, when he did debut. But, yeah, that's an honest cricket. And you know the other thing that goes under under the radar a bit, he's one of the finest slips catchers that you'll oh, see he is. In, yeah. in, in current cricket anywhere in the world. And, of course, he's a more than handy bat. So, well done, Copes. And, but just on the Central West, Chris Tremaine came back into the New South Wales <laughs> setup this year. And isn't he playing well? The, the Yeovil Express. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so the Central West of New South Wales, you know, are doing great things. So it just shows how important the, the country is to the whole Australian cricket setup. Yeah, the Central West keeping chiropractors in business, doing all the heavy lifting <laughs> uh, <laughs> for cricket as a whole, I think it's fair to say. But, yeah, th- those two Shield games, Robbie, uh, another highlight coming out of that game that you were calling for cricket.com.au and uh, uh, down at the Junction Oval there was – Nick Maddinson's rich vein of form. He's he really is in a purple patch at the moment. Uh, in in terms of numbers, his batting average off the charts. Really, uh, yep. four hundred ninety two runs at ninety eight point four, uh, two half centuries, two hundreds. Looking, looking very comfortable in his own skin in uh, first class cricket at the moment, and another hundred in that game against Queensland. Yeah, I reckon just out of that, one of the most remarkable things that we saw was the bizarre end to that Victorian innings. Matty, out of the last six wickets that fell, five of them were out to North. Sam Harper, James Pattinson, <laughs> Will Sutherland, all to, to North. And then we had uh, Scotty Boland and John Holland. It was just incredible. They went from three to 336 all out for 360. It was just amazing. Um, yeah, but yeah, Nick Maddinson, uh, look, I, did, I only saw day one, didn't get seen back, but Marcus Harris was, was good too with 91. Uh, Peter Hanscom continued his great form with 92. But yeah, Nick Maddinson, in a good clip too. What, the, the beauty of Nick Maddinson, where he is so good, he scores his runs so quick, he puts his team in the game. But for mine, Maddie, I want you to mark a name down. Mm. In the first innings for Queensland on debut, yes, Jack Clayton. He yeah. made 109. He was unbeaten on 70 odd stumps after day one. Gee whiz, I was impressed with him, uh, Matty. He looks a real player. He's got a uh, beautiful technique. He uses his his footwork is outstanding. He he uses the crease. And what I mean by that, when he's at his natural stance. He either goes back very deep in his crease or when he comes forward, he comes forward a long way. And then he just he naturally plays the ball so late. And the other thing he does, Matty, mm. which I was just so delighted about, is a little bit of a tribute to David Hooks in him. I noticed that uh, on a, at a drink break, he takes off his gloves and he leans his bat up oh, against the stone. Oh, how good. Yes. And, I, and look, and David Hooks used to do that. And I must admit, Matty, when I'm playing my cricket, if I happen to be in a drinks break, I actually do the same thing. I've always want always do that. Um, and it, well, it also shows my cricket library weekly uh, bat sponsorship yeah. for everyone too, as, they, as they walk past. Yeah, that's, so that's good. Nice. But um, yeah, but keep an eye on him as a player. And um, yeah, keep an eye on that little tribute he does. And very importantly... It appears that Jack Clayton is in the no middle name club. Now, I'm not sure if this is because he's so new to first-class cricket, the World Wide Web haven't got hold of birth 
births, deaths, and marriages to find out mm. if he does have a middle name. But his name is just appearing as Jack Clayton. And, Correct. And, in, and interestingly, a friend of the cricket library, Jack Clifton, who oh. calls the action in the Sheffield Shield uh, and WNCL and uh, lots of other games across the summer, he is Jack Clifton, no middle name as well. So could it be that Jack Clayton is in the no middle name league? Can we please have someone from Queensland Cricket get in touch uh, and keep us updated with that? Because that is a really important piece of information that I would like well, to know um, and probably needs to be addressed fairly promptly by the major websites around the world. I think you're on to something. And my... Uh, study on that and research has indicated that it's correct. But there is no, I can't find a middle name there. Um, I've done it cricket Wikipedia and we know we've got Trent Aaron Copeland that we spoke about before. <laughs> well, we've just got Jack Clayton. So, yeah, Jack it is. Well, that's that's outstanding. And, uh, and so labouring on this game as well, uh, another friend of the, the library uh, got his own clothing brand Humble, yeah. humble clothing. Shout out to to humble clothing on Instagram for all those Instagram users that follow the cricket library. Um, Garinda Sandu, what a year he's had in Queensland. We don't like the look of him in the maroon uniform. There's no, we're not going to beat around the bush. He, no. we, 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 we loved him in blue and we love him in thunder green, but. 18 wickets for the season, Robbie, at 16.88. So he's sitting, I think, sixth on the overall wicket-taking list for the season. And uh, Big G, back in first-class cricket, is he finding the kind of form that we expected from him when he debuted in ODI cricket as a 2021-year-old, won a Stephen Wall medal for best cricketer in New South Wales back then, as a young man, are we seeing the development and progression of uh, Garinda Sandu? Yeah, I think um, you, you, you could be right onto it there, Matty. He's a, he's in a great space at the moment. He you know lot, he's really um, happy. He's got a always has a positive attitude. You know, he, he's a wonderful person. Um, and he, yeah, the, obviously the, the clothing business is going well too. Um, he did uh, mention. That you uh, you have purchased a couple of shirts, and I believe they've arrived, Matt. Yeah, yeah. Keep your eye out for me wearing those around okay. around Burrabadine and surrounds. Um, so, Maddie, were you? Is, is yours a fairly tight firm fit? Because yeah, uh, Garinda likes likes a tight fit. Don't he? Like he he's got a magnificent physique on him, uh, Garinda, and you know he don't mind showing it off. But yeah. what about yourself? Will you be sort of around Burrabadine and? You know, the outskirts of Dubbo, they're just sort of flexing it a bit. Yeah, I think so. I, I think um, yeah. I think I saw recently Hulk Hogan described one of his triceps as uh, being similar oh. to one of the pyramids in Egypt. So oh. I think I think wearing these uh, aptly named humble T-shirts, I, I can't yeah. profess to have arms of that nature. So um, they're, they're very comfortable uh, and very... Very smart looking shirts, like very very Julio like uh, for those yeah. yeah those that want to want to look kind of cool, calm, and collected. So check check them out. Garinda's <laughs> not Garinda's not paying us for this either. By the way, this is no. just this is just by play. No. He's not an official sponsor or anything. So don't worry about that. We hey, um, <laughs> Matty, the other one just before we leave that game, um, James uh, Basley. I yeah. want to shout out to him too. 
he has had a really good go too. Coming in batting at number eight, Ari, he's almost saved Queensland the bacon here. He made 64 in the first innings at a good rate, nine boundaries. And then in the second innings, Queensland were at six for 152. And their lead wasn't that substantial. It was, probably, um, it was only around about 140-odd. Uh, him and uh, Mark Beckety put on a very good partnership uh, that took them out of troubled waters. It was a partnership. Of, it was around about 80, 80 to 90 runs. So, and Basley got um, 42 in the second inning. So he scored 106 for the, for the match, uh, only out once. So, yeah, well done to him too. And Jimmy Pearson, second inning, got 76 as well. So good game of cricket. Um, the, the, the Vic's got another game up there pretty soon. Um, and But, yeah, it's it just probably the game was not far. There's a bit of stoic batting at times by the Queenslanders probably saved him in both innings. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Baisley, just a good young player. He, he sort of snuck onto the scene yeah. uh, in some CA 11 games. Uh, that's where he made his debut. But he that yeah. was back, back in... Back in 2015, he didn't actually make his Shield debut for Queensland uh, till about April last year in that Shield game down in Wollongong. Um, and I don't know if he was expecting to make his debut because I think from memory he didn't have a number on the back of his shirt. It was one of those mm. late call-ups into that one. But, yeah, he's been really good for the Brisbane Heat, a good all-round addition to that Queensland lineup. Now, Robbie, the New South Wales Tasmania game, a, a really nice win for New South Wales in this one. I managed to catch a fair bit of the action over the weekend on cricket.com uh, and the, the coverage there. Excellent coverage, as always, as you'd expect uh, for the Sheffield Shield. Uh, what were your key takeaways from this one, Robbie? Just Good to see New South Wales being able to, to get the job done. Yeah, I, I think it was. Look, uh, even contribution from all batters, and that's what's got them over the line, that low-scoring win the week before against Queensland at the Gabba. Um, I love games of cricket that have a first-inning score anywhere between 230 to 300, and you get a good game. And this is what's happened. So the Blues made 276, uh, and... Hayden Kerr, who's one of the finds of the summer, mm. he top scored with 88 and some really good batting there because they were in a bit of trouble. They were 7 for 154. They managed to add another 122 runs. Chris Tremaine chipped in with 38, um, which was the same score that Ryan Hackney got at the top of the order. But, um, I, yes, I, I just thought once again, uh, Hayden Kerr has really shown that he's um, he has had a cracking summer and there's more to come, hopefully, with this very talented young man. Oh, definitely, Robbie, and uh, great, great to see, as you say, different players chipping in and contributing. Uh, some second innings runs there as well for Jason Sanger, uh, and the bowlers, the bowlers getting the job done. Albeit Chris Tremaine doing a bit of heavy lifting in that first innings uh, for for New South Wales. A, a great, a great performance from the Oval Express there, and getting getting yeah, a bit of attention on social media, no doubt as well. An interesting in the Tasmanian first innings, I'm not sure if you're onto this, but four batsmen were dismissed for four runs. I wasn't onto that, actually. Yeah, how about that? How about that? Four gone think, for four. Yeah. <laughs> four went for four. Oh. Mm. Uh, so. and, yeah, and, and good to see. I enjoyed, yeah, this is going to shock you, Robbie. I enjoyed watching Tanvir Sangabol in that game as sure. well. 
Yeah. He bowls leg spin, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I was I was particularly interested in watching his work there on the on the last day at the SCG. Um, now we're moving into Marsh Cup mode as well, Robbie. There's been some Marsh Cup games, yep. a couple of rain affected ones. Oh, there's a rain affected one up in Queensland since we last chatted. Um, and there was Victoria defeating South Australia as well. Uh, good performance there from the Vicks. And some games coming up. Just just a couple of talking points, firstly, out of that Victoria-South Australia game. Uh, South Australia, uh, they're batting pretty solid throughout. No one really going on and making a big score. McSweeney, the only one to go past 50. Uh, and, and the wickets kind of shared between Sutherland, Murphy and Merlot. But then in the Victorian innings, it was Marcus Harris, the star of the show, 102 not out from 105 balls. And uh, Lloyd Pope, the multiple wicket taker there for South Australia, yep. three for 51. Now, are you covering some of the action uh, of the Marsh Cup uh, in in the next little while, Robbie? Or are you on WCL duties? No, or we'll both? So, um, as tomorrow at the Junction Oval or the City Power Centre, um, with Victoria taking on Queensland again. And the good news out of that game is, um, Matty, which I'll be covering, is that Glenn Maxwell has been mm. picked in the Victorian side, which is which is great news uh, for the local people who want to get out and pop out looking. The other one too, Jake Fraser McGurk has been included. Now, he he was the young guy who made back-to-back centuries in the second 11 game up here in Albury. And another one who I thought had a very good... Uh, BBL was young Henry Thornton and Todd Murphy, the, the uh, boy from Moama. Yeah. So, um, yeah yep. They've got a good side in the Vic. Uh, Peter Hanscom will cap that again. Just on Peter Hanscom, Matty, I must admit, he has really impressed me as a captain yep. uh, for Victoria. He's, um, I think he's one of the, the best uh, skippers. He's got great tactical now. So he, he, he stays in the game all the time, yeah. And a good slipper too. Another very good slipper. So, yeah, looking forward to that one at the junction. Tomorrow, if you get, when you've got Maddinson and Maxwell and a couple of young guns like Mackenzie Harvey, Jake Frozen McGurk on show, um, yeah, Matt Short, should be, should be a good day. Yeah, 853 days I'm reading that it's been since Glenn Maxwell, GJ Maxwell, has pulled on the uh, Victorian blue. No way. And so I'm expecting it'll be similar... Really? It'll be similar to when I returned after a lengthy exile from club cricket. I'm I'm tipping runs and wickets for GJ Maxwell tomorrow. So yeah, I think they'll tell you a pretty good wicket there. Yeah, that, um, Brad Baptiste will uh, put on the show for the uh, for the spectators. Get a good little crowd there. So it's a great viewing ground, the Junction Oval. Oh, it's a beauty. Right. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. in the uh, sort of middle of. Matt Kilda there in that Fitzroy area. Yeah, it's a it's a great little spot. So the Bulls, um, yeah, it'd be good to see a few. They did have a few injury concerns coming out of that game, so um, I'm not sure who they they might be bringing a few more players down. But their side hasn't been announced as yet, Matt. So we're just waiting to um, to find that one out. But yeah, they'll they'll have a they'll have a good side for sure. Yeah, I think the Vicks are going to be very hard to beat. If you look at that March Cup table, too, um, Victoria do need to have a win. Matt, out of their three games so far, they've just had the one win. And they um, Queensland, they've had two wins in their five games. So, yeah, they've got a little bit of work to do. New South Wales have been unbeaten so far. They've won their two of their three games and had a no result. Uh, so the, the Blues are in, in pretty good shape there. But I'd say, Matt, here, 
the loser of Victoria and Queensland will probably find it very hard to get through to any finals there. Well, the only other thing that may come into play, I, I've, this morning I've been speaking to some of my sources in Sydney and word is for the WNCL game today, you may need a canoe to get there. Oh. Uh, and the the mail I'm getting out of the Bureau of Meteorology is that um, the next two days of Marsh Cup scheduled between New South Wales and Tasmania uh, could be similar wet conditions for oh, that as really? well. So uh, watch this space. Um the good news, I guess, is occasionally when I've had mail from the Bureau of Meteorology, mm. it, it it's it's not always come to fruition. So I guess <laughs> I guess I guess the upside is that they're not always a hundred percent spot on. But yeah, that the the messages I'm getting from my sources down there is uh, there could be some rain affected games if they get on. So uh, well, Matt, I always um, watch this space. If, if you spot a bloke by the name of Noah. Heading to Bunnings <laughs> to buy timber. That's when you know she's going on with the weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if, there, if, if there's a sighting of any um, men with robes and long beards uh, around the North Sydney area, we'll know that there's a there's a concern. Well, Robbie, and how- two cats and two dogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I, I think we need to take a quick break, Robbie, and um, so. we'll we'll catch up on um, what's happening in the WNCL in just a moment right here on the Cricket Library Weekly. Hey everyone, this is Scott Flash Norton here. Hey guys, Rachel Priest here. Hi, this is Renee Farrell and you are listening to the Cricket Library Weekly with Robbie McKinlay and Matty Ellis. And it's just too sweet. We are back on the Cricket Library Weekly. Matt Ellis with you and joining me, of course, as always, Robbie McKinlay. It's a Tuesday morning, the 22nd of February, and coming up in the WNCL, provided the rain doesn't stay, Robbie, there's a game scheduled for this afternoon between, well, it's a day-night game scheduled between New South Wales and the ACT. Now, you called the last game that these two teams played, and Stella Campbell made yeah. a name for herself. That was um, – or did Robbie McKinlay make a name for himself because Stella <laughs> Campbell highlights were, were all over the uh, national outlets. Uh, wonderful performance there and should be a good game, that one uh, at North Sydney Oval, if they can get on. Yeah, the, the media would be keen to improve from that first outing. It was, yeah, it was a little bit disappointing and um, they've had a bit of time to reflect on that. So, But, uh, yeah, I, I think you're right, Matty. My word is too that um, they expect that – Unlike if that one starts on time, yeah, there's a bit of work to be done there. But, but there's, yeah, look, it's an interesting um, setup we've got here for, with the WNCL at the moment, Matty. There's so much cricket to be made up. For example, South Australia and Western Australia still have yet to play a game. So, oh, just, just on that, just on that quickly, uh, Dylan from uh, WA brought yeah. to my attention that he thought it was good that WA were ahead of Victoria and ACT on the ladder without needing to play a game. <laughs> they are too. So that is, that, that is a great piece of intel. And I reckon yeah. I reckon they've got them in alphabetical order as well. So if WA, um, you know, had it been named uh, yeah, okay. something so what else. What you're saying is they're equal fourth. Yeah, they're equal fourth and pressing. Yeah, yeah they're pressing pressing their way up the ladder. Sorry, I, I digress. Back to you, Robbie. <laughs> no, but now, the other... The other um, 
oh, a little bizarre thing about this is, so to get this WNCL played, a lot of cricket being played in Sydney. It's almost a hub. Now, South Australian WA will play each other in Adelaide at the Karen Rolt Mobile mm-hmm. on the 27th and the 1st of March. Yep. And then they, then the Victor, there's a bit of cricket going on in Victoria, but then it pretty well heads up to Sydney. Now, Matty, there's some interesting games. We've got a, a couple of games at North Sydney over, which is no surprise. Yep. But run, run me through a few of these because... You're in Sydney for a while and played a bit of cricket up there. Yep. Pratton Park. Oh, home ground of Western Suburbs. Michael Clark would have played a lot of cricket on Pratton Park. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Excellent. Uh, well, we all know Hurstville Oval, home of um, St. George, Trent Copeland and the like, Bill O'Reilly. Yep. The Don, um, blah, blah, blah. Waverley Oval in Sydney. Oh, now, Waverley Oval, there used to be the Waverley Cricket Club, uh, which is yep. now now become Eastern Suburbs. Uh, Jim Maxwell, president down there, actually, ABC uh, legendary broadcaster Jim Maxwell. Uh, I think Peter Neville, the first-grade captain. Harry Conway plays there. Uh, Baxter Holt, I think, plays at Eastern Suburbs. But Waverley Oval, Robbie, that is where Tony I made... That, yeah, well, Tony, Tony Gregg, A.W. Tony Gregg. Gregg. Yep. Yes. Yep. Ah. But for me, my my favourite memory of that place was making my oh. AW Greenshield debut under 16s for North Sydney against Waverley and um, picked up three for with the ball, 30 not out with the bat. And, wow. then, and then to top it all off, um, I think it was also I, – oh, no, I won't, I won't go into more detail about – the Australian One Day International that was on that day where Matthew Hayden made a half century because we'll be here for hours. But um, one of the one of my fondest memories of that day was I, I'm a I'm a bit of a fan of the commercial partner of the Big Bash League, the fast food company, which oh, I'm not, yes. yep. not going to mention because I don't mention companies unless we get paid. But the um, the lunch that day was a big bucket of that stuff. <laughs> Gee, it was good. I'm thinking, how good is oh. my life? I, I'm eating chicken for lunch. I've taken wickets and I've scored runs. And Happy Matthew, days. And Matthew Hayden's made a half century for Australia. Um, well, that'll that's do me. That's what Oval is famous for. There you go. <laughs> and the only, the only slightly concerning thing about that day, we turned up to the away change room and it looked like there was something that looked like a bullet hole in one of the windows. So... <laughs> Uh, it turned out to be a lot better than that the, the, than the start, but uh, yeah, Waverley Oval, beautiful, beautiful place to play cricket, and uh, that Victoria yeah. WA game that that'll be a, a pleasure for those players to to be playing there for that one. All right, well, and then there's a couple of games at Rosedale Oval in yeah, Sydney, so back to back on the ninth and tenth of March. Yeah, never played there, but um, sure. didn't, didn't get any chicken. No, didn't have any chicken for lunch. Or <laughs> <that>. <laughs> No, no, none of that. But. And then other than that, it's back to a bit of normality, you know, Hurstville, North Sydney Oval, and then uh, get down into Canberra. Canberra's got a little bit of versatility too out there at Phillips, at EPC yep. Solar Park, and then Chisholm Oval. And there's another little one out of that, when we go back to Victoria, Shepley Oval in Dandenong. Yep. And uh, that sort of wraps it up ahead of the, uh, well, from what I can see, Matt, the Grand the grand final the final is set down for the twenty fifth of March and that that will be um, I believe it is in well, I think it's going to be in Sydney there you go okay because it's it's probably a sensible move because some of these other sides who are going to already be there so yeah so the, 
there's a lot of cricket to be played out in the WNCL, Maddie. From the final match on March 22nd, um, there is just so much cricket to be played. I like this. Yeah, there's probably 20 matches, 20 or more. Yeah, could have been more about 25, 26 games to go. So heaps happening there, which is going to be great. Because how does the Women's World Cup potentially impact here? Like we've got New South Wales yeah. raging ahead at the top of the ladder at the moment. Um, but there's going to be some some uh, high-quality players out of that side. Mm. And there'd be other other states affected as well. Victoria will be affected and probably affects them most, the fact that they've played to, lost to at this stage. Yeah. Um, but it might be an opportunity, opportunity for some of these younger players that, that we've seen a bit of in the WBBL to really step up at the 50-over format. Correct. And it, it's it's interesting. I think it was a couple of years ago, the WNCA NCL final, when um, West Australia took out the Ruth uh, Pretty Trophy for the first time. In that New South Wales side, there were so many of the younger group who have come on mm. now in the last couple of years. And also, them were still playing in the, um, the schoolgirls championships at high school oh, level. Oh, they so, were, yeah. Yeah, which at the moment are being held. The New South Wales ones are being held currently down here in Albury Wodonga again, So, which is great. And we're perfect weather for it too, around about, um, what are we, 28 degrees and sunny today. That's, that's what you get in God's country. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Just don't schedule things in Sydney and you should be fine. Is that what mm. you're saying, Robbie? It could, it can sometimes work <laughs> against you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, um, the men's T20s, we'll just finish on this one, Robbie. Uh, Australia 4-1 series winners. One game did go to a super over. Uh, who who impressed you from an Australian point of view uh, in this in this white ball series? I guess probably for mine would be um, Josh Inglis. Yeah, he looked yeah really he was really good at the um, top of the, top of the order. Wherever they batted him, I think he he's a bit of a smoky. Potentially, he could open the batting uh, when, when the T Twenty World Cup coming around. Um, they did. They tried uh, um, Ashton Agar up there yep. on one occasion, and yeah, and that I, that didn't seem to work. I think they tried that twice. Yeah, but that's that's what they used this series for. But probably the, the highlight for me at the end was I, I was quite happy to see Sri Lanka get a win there on Sunday. Wasn't the Sri Lankan they, fan base good down there in Melbourne? Yeah, well, it, 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 it out um, it outnumbered the locals, so it is always hard, I guess, once you get into sort of that middle part at the end of February. Yeah, um, to get the crowds along, but yeah, they were fantastic. The Sri Lankan crowd, and they sort of they got rewarded for their um, dedication to their team by picking up a win, a pretty exciting win with just one ball to go. But um, all oh, it, it was a, look a good opportunity for both sides to try a few things out. Um, yeah, it, but for mine, um, I think there's a few experiments that were tried that they probably think, yeah, okay, we won't worry about that. So yeah, I think we've got we've got. Particularly Australia, they've got enough power and depth in their batting without probably having to go to Ashnega, who bowled really well. He's, he's certainly one of the finest T20 bowlers in the land. Oh, I'm not definitely. sure about his opening bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Well, that that's the beauty when you can win a series four-one whilst experimenting. Uh, that's a really positive sign for yep. uh, the T20 World Cup coming up in October later this year. Really looking forward to seeing the shape of the side for that. There'll be um, some players who didn't play that series coming back in, you'd have to have to think. And um, 
We've got the Pakistan tour coming up as well, Robbie. Really looking forward to that yeah. one. That's that's not far away at all now. And, um, yeah, exciting times. I heard in, in commentary of the Shield game that uh, Paul Baxter Holt was in the nets at the SCG and uh, helping Stark Hazelwood Cummins have a bit of a tune-up for Pakistan. Ooh. So, <laughs> no doubt, Baxter, um, Baxter would have been doing his best to to help them feel like they were on top, to give them a bit of confidence going into Pakistan. He's, he's a good guy, Baxter. I'm sure he wouldn't have um, wouldn't have uh, deliberately taken them down too often. But, um, yeah, big, big tour coming up. And 1998 doesn't feel that long ago in my head. But then when I actually do the maths, I think, oh, gee, that has been a long time. So, yeah, really looking forward to seeing uh, that tour. Uh, coming to fruition and hopefully uh, a chance to see our players tested in some very unique conditions, Robbie. Yeah, probably looking forward to that tour as much as any other one for a long time. We probably we get spoiled a bit with the Ashes tour coming up or an Indian tour, mm. but this one, there's a lot of intrigue around it. And yeah, hope it all goes well. And, and Matty, just the other one, on the, the women's uh, ICC ODI World Cup, that game starts Friday week. Yep. At that, uh, New Zealand kick it off a game against the Windies. That's on the Friday. And the Aussies are in action the next day on the Saturday. Uh, we would take on England, which would be a good one too. So that, that's going to be some really good cricket. The ODI, the 50 over game for the women, I reckon that's the, that's my favourite format to watch. The it is game a great right format. Yeah. Yeah. You get a really good balanced look at it. And I think it, it's sort of the, the, you really do find out who the best teams are with the depth. So, um, yeah. And the dedicated channel for that one for those that are on KO or Fox, um, you'll How good that? you'll be able to just soak in every single one of those games if you've got time. I don't think I'll have time for all of all of the games, all hundred overs of each of those games, but I'll certainly be gluing yeah. myself to all the Australian <laughs> games. That's for sure. You'll give it a nudge, won't you? <laughs> yeah, I'll 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 do what's uh, reasonably possible. <laughs> In the in the situations yeah. I find myself in, but hey, Robbie, we're out of time. Um, okay. A, a massive thanks to all of our loyal listeners for tuning in, as always. Um, been a lot of messages coming through asking about Matt Fiction. Um, latest latest I saw him, he's been he's been doing a lot of um, digital photo editing of the new book, uh, For the Love of Cricket, and he's been taking photos of the book and then digitally imposing them in <coughs> scenic locations around the world. So uh, uh, I saw the Riding Mill Cricket Club actually put up a photo of the um, the book at Riding Mill, actually, in England. So shout out to the Riding Mill lads. Ah, They're big fans of the yeah. show. But, um, yeah, Fiction's been – he's been 100% focused on, on the – the ebook at the moment, so uh, he's he's just taking a little bit of leave from the the podcast, Beautiful. but he he'll be back. He'll be back. Don't worry about that. Unless it all goes to his head, uh, he'll be back. He's sort of conveniently made himself unavailable, hasn't he? <laughs> there was some yes. stat there, wasn't it? That out of the England England line, the England Test men's team, the English ladies, and the English ladies A team. Uh, they did not win a game of cricket. Yeah, on, on the tour. Yeah, and we didn't. Australia, so we didn't yeah. get any of his views on that. For yeah, 
So I don't know. Like he's assured me that it's just he needs to be focused. Coincidence. on Coincidence. Yeah. Coincidence. These things happen. But yep. um, we'll, we'll be back again next week. Uh, enjoy commentating, Robbie, down there in Melbourne. Looking forward to catching, catching some of those. Um, I kind of like the the live stream because you can listen to it like it's the radio. You can kind of have Correct. it on in the background and just go about your business just like you'd be listening to a radio and call of the game. So looking forward to those. Matty, on that too, and you sometimes do get a bit of feedback sometimes is that um, – you know, sometimes it's the old Richie Benno thing, less is best, but because we do get so many people do exactly the same thing and a lot of people listen in the car, that's yeah. why um, the callers, we, ball by ball particularly, we like to probably engage the audience a bit more and give it more like a radio call. So that, that's good feedback. And before, how about we're seeing it's the 22nd of the second 22, could you, what if Richie be able to sign off again? Yeah, I'll, I think we could, we can probably do that. Uh... Thanks very much, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of the Cricket Library Weekly. This has been Richie Benno on behalf of Robbie McKinlay and MJ Ellis. Bye for now.